Hey everybody, this is Pastor Court Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. Bringing great suffering, and our ancestors could not find food. And when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our forefathers on their first visit. And on the second visit, Joseph told his brothers who he was, and Pharaoh learned about Joseph's family. And after this, Joseph sent for his father Jacob and the whole family, 70 five and all and as and I'm going to jump down to verse 17 and as the time drew near for God to fulfill his promise to Abraham the number of the people in Egypt were greatly increased in verse 18 then a new king whom Joseph meant nothing came to power in Egypt a new king came who did not know Joseph and in verse 19 he dealt treacherously with them with the people and he oppressed them He impressed our ancestors by forcing them to throw out their newborn babies so that they would die. I want to jump real quick to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And it says this, There hath no temptation, 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but but such is common to man. But God is faithful. How many is excited about that? For God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but with the temptation also will make a way of escape. Look at your neighbor and say, a way of escape. He'll make a way of escape. Amen. Today, with the help of the Lord, I want to preach to you a sermon that I've titled trapped in my escape trapped in my escape would you just bow your heads and pray that God would speak to you individually Lord we didn't come into this house God to leave the same way God but we came to worship you and we came to receive a word from you God I pray that you would do that right now God I pray, God, that you would tailor this message right now for each individual that is in this room, God, that before we leave this place, we can say we met with you and we heard your voice, God. Lord, we'll be careful to give you the praise and we'll be careful to give you all the glory and all the honor. And we praise your name. Would you just put your hands together and thank God for what he's about to do in this place? Amen, amen. You can be seated. Amen. Forgive me, all of our three to five-year-olds can be dismissed right now. Please forgive me. Don't tell pastor. He may fire me next week. Amen. Have you ever felt trapped? And if it's okay, I, sometimes I come to the pulpit and I feel like, hey, I'm, I'm about to preach, preach. And today, I, I really don't know if it's going to be that or if it's going to be teaching, but just stay with me. Have, has anybody in the room ever felt trapped? Trapped in a situation, maybe trapped in your mind, trapped in a job situation, or trapped in your circumstances, 
You see, it didn't happen overnight. It felt like at one point in your life, everything was going great. Everything seems to be okay. You felt like you were happy. At that moment, you were having a great time, but life took an unexpected spin, and the ties of this world turned on you, and here you are. You feel like you are trapped in your circumstances. See, I read a story the other day about some people that were in the ocean in a paddle boat, and they were having a good time. Does anybody in the house like the ocean? Anybody? Well, a couple people. Anybody like the beach? See, I love the beach. I love the you know, I love the sun. The sun loves me. They used to call me Golden Boy when I was young. Y'all laughing at me because you know that's a lie. They called me Red not just because of my hair. <laughs> they knew when I was outside. But I love the beach. I do love the beach. But these people were at the beach and they got into this paddle boat and they paddled out into the ocean and they started to have a good time and all of a sudden what started out to just having fun what started out as not a care in the world turned for the worse because they found themselves so far out in the ocean that it became hard for them to paddle back to shore you see the current was so strong and Every foot they felt like they were paddling forward, they were getting pushed a foot back. And the current just kept pushing them further back into the ocean. And there they were. They were trapped in the ocean. You see, upon reading this story, I realized that we can put ourselves in some situations that at first seems to be fun. And at first it may seem like just a way of escape, a way for me to get away. But before you know it, you are trapped in a situation that you never thought you would be in. And what started out as fun and what started out as something just innocent quickly turned to you being trapped. Is somebody there? Can you hear me out there? You see, I was preaching to our students. Many of you come up to me and you say, you know, uh, what are you preaching to our students? Well, I, I preached this thought to the students and I was talking to them about being trapped. Because we have students in this church that feel like they're trapped in their home. They're dealing with circumstances that no one knows about and they're dealing with problems at home that has nothing to do with them, but they are in the circumstances, and there they are. They are trapped, and some of them feel like they're trapped, Brother George, in their schools. They're in a school that they really did not want to go to, or some of them are trapped in expectations and trapped in a relationship that they should have never been in in the first place, but now they're trapped in that relationship, and they don't know how to get out of the relationship. Do you know why? Because they're trapped in that relationship and we have young people in this church that are doing things that they really don't even love to do and they're trying their best to stop doing them but they can't because they are trapped trapped in sin the truth is it's not just our young people I was talking to pastor about the message I talked to our young people and I ended it with this I said well you know it's just good 
good, good things to preach to students. That's just a good student message. And he looked at me and said, no, that's a message for everyone. Because there are adults in this room that you feel trapped. Trapped in that unfulfilling job. Trapped in that very uh, stressful situation. Trapped by expectations of people that are around you. Uh, You feel trapped in a marriage because everything does not seem to be going as planned. And you feel imprisoned in your own life. And every time you try to take a step forward, you feel like you're just taking one big step back. Trapped. Listen, I'm okay with it being quiet today. I... The last time I preached, y'all got with me. But today, I'm okay if you just think about the message. I'm not preaching for a response, but I'm really preaching for someone's heart, for someone's mind, that someone would be touched today. The thing about feeling trapped is you will eventually have to find a way of escape. You're going to do it. You feel trapped, and eventually the humanity that is inside of you, you will find a way to escape, and we all have found a place that we go to escape the stress of life. You see, when I was a teenager, I remember when I would be stressful or something going on in my life, I would put my earphones in and I would listen to music. And there I would try to forget about everything that was going on in my life. There were times when I felt like I was, uh, didn't know what to do and I was depressed. And music, I turned to music and somehow that would try to help me out. It was a way of escape. Uh, I remember being a teenager and being depressed uh, for about six months of my life. There was a point where I just felt so depressed I didn't feel like I fit in and I didn't know what to do and I would go to my room and I I would pull out the DVDs and I would watch movie after movie and uh, all my friends are out on Friday night hanging out but I was back in the house watching movie after movie not because I wanted to watch the movie but the movie just took up the time because I was trying to find a place that I could escape the feeling that I was feeling because I was trapped. I was trapped. You see, as I'm speaking right now, some of you feel it. Uh, you, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you too have tried to find a place where you could escape the life that you're living right now. Because life hits us all at times. And you're doing your best just trying to keep your head above water. And so in that, we try to find a way of escape. I got a question for you today. Where do you go to escape? Where do you go to escape the stressful situations that are going on in your life? When life seems to bring you down, where's your escape? Where's your escape when you feel like you're losing the grip of control in your life? How do you try to escape that lonely feeling and that scary feeling that seems to come upon you each and every day? What's your escape when you go home and you feel like you're depressed and you don't know what to do and you feel like nobody cares about me and really nobody worries about me and nobody understands my pain and Nobody sees where I'm at. Where do you go to escape? Where is it? 
You see, I understand there are times in our lives that we all need to escape. There are times when we need a break. Actually, it happened to me about two weeks ago. I went up to pastor on a Wednesday and I said, pastor, I really just need to ask you something. Can I leave town right now, tomorrow morning? I I don't even have a hotel picked out. I I don't even know where I'm going. I I said, but my wife and I, we are exhausted right now. We have a trip later on next month, but I'm here to tell you, I can't wait till next month. I need to do it now. And he said, if you got to go, go ahead and rest. And the next day, I booked a hotel, and we went, and we relaxed. Because there are times when we just got to get away, right? There are times when we just got to relax, but that's really not what I'm talking about today. I'm not talking about an escape when you and your family get together and you vacation together. But I'm asking you, where do you go to escape when life hits you the hardest? My God, I feel a burden in this place. You see, where do you go to escape when your mind feels like it's about to explode? Where do you go to escape when that depression hits you to the point when you're not even living a normal life? Because you're trapped. You're trapped. I'm ministering today, and I hope you hear the word of the Lord. You see, these escapes are what I'm worried about today because the devil understands when life gets hard and when your marriage is on the rocks and when you don't feel like living another day and when you got anxiety and depression, the devil understands that you're going to try to find a way of escape. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. You see, the devil understands that in these points in our life, when the stress seems to hit the boiling point, uh, we're going to try to find somewhere to go. And it's in these times that we're very vulnerable. It's our nature to try to find a way out. And so the devil will build a tunnel. Right when you're going through it, the devil will build a tunnel for you to escape in. You see, I'm from the mountains of Pennsylvania. And if you go down the the turnpike in Pennsylvania, you'll see that you'll drive about 100 miles and then eventually you'll come to a tunnel. And the reason we put the tunnels in there is because there's a mountain right in front of us. And we want to go under the tunnel so we don't have to go over the mountain. And see, what the devil does, a normal tunnel is trying to get you to the other side of the mountain, right? But you see, the devil, when he built a tunnel in your life, he never plans on you getting to the other side of the mountain. And you look at the tunnel and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go through this tunnel right now and I'll get to the other side eventually. But the devil never meant for you to get to the other side of the mountain. I need somebody to hear me today. On the other side of the mountain is where God wants you to be. But the devil wants you to be trapped in your tunnel. Trapped. See, I need somebody to hear the word of the Lord when we fall for the escape route that the devil opens up. It's the escape, yes. It's a place we can go right now. But I'm here to tell you it's a trap. It's a trap to think that that's your reality. But that's not really your reality. Your reality comes from God. Your reality comes from above. Your reality does not come from the devil. And young person, your reality doesn't come from this world. And so if you're not careful, 
you could become a prison in the very place that you escaped. And you found a way of escape. You found the tunnel and you went in there, but now you are a prison in your escape. And now you were trapped in your escape. Hmm. My God. You see, the children of Israel knew this way too well. You see, in May, uh, in Acts chapter 7, it's a little cliff note of what happened in the end of Genesis, in the beginning of Exodus. The Bible talks about how the Israelites, I need you to hear me, I'm going somewhere, just stay with me, I promise you. The Bible talks about how the Israelites were enslaved in Egypt. We heard this story so many times. Everybody in the church can get up and talk about it because we learned this story from such a young age. And the Bible says that they were enslaved and there was a new king that did not know Joseph. And the king noticed that the children of Israel increased greatly in number. And so he decided he was going to take care of the problem. And so he dealt sharply upon them. And the Bible says he oppressed them and they became slaves in Egypt. Right? You know the story. Have you ever wondered how God's people became slaves? You see, when I'm reading the word, I just start asking questions out loud. How did this happen? How did a group of people that were blessed of God and people that were chosen of God, how could they be slaves in Egypt? You see, to get that answer, you have to understand, and you have to read the scripture, what happened. There was a king that was scared of them, and you understand that, 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 that they had the upper hand. When you read the scripture, like, they had the upper hand, Brother George. They, they, they did not have to be slaves, uh, but somehow they became slaves. Uh, they were in a place where they were not supposed to be. That's the reason why they became slaves. <laughs> they were never meant to live in Egypt. How did they become slaves? They built a house in Egypt. That's how. They were never meant supposed to be there. But there they were. It was not God's plan for them to be in Egypt, but there they were. And you say, okay, if they weren't supposed to be there, then how did they get there? Does anybody know how the children of Israel got to Egypt? Some of you may raise your hands. Some of you may not remember. But let me remind you of a story of Joseph. In Genesis, he was sold into slavery. But how many know what the devil meant for evil? God turn for the good and so here is Joseph he's sold into slavery but God blessed him and God put him in second command right and Joseph is now over all the food department and so Joseph calls for his dad and his his brothers and so he says hey we got plenty of food here so how about you come to Egypt right now and we have plenty of food dad just come and so Jacob and his sons went to Egypt to escape famine from Canaan did you get that they moved to Egypt to escape the circumstances that they were going through their way of escape was Egypt. 
And at first glance, uh, it was fine. At first glance, you look at it and you say, well, that's what God wanted to supply for them. And we see that Joseph had favor in the place that they escaped at first was amazing. At first, I'm preaching right now. I don't know if you're catching it. But at first, it was satisfying. At first, it was a relief. At first, it took the pressure off of them. But the same place that God's people went to escape was the same place that they got enslaved by. Oh, that's good right there. The same place that they went to get away from their circumstances was the very same place that they became slaves in. Oh, my God. And they became trapped in their escape. You see, what started off as a simple escape over the course of decades, they started being able to, they started being treated differently. And when they first got there, it was just a place of escape. It was a place just to breathe. Oh, man, a place that they could simply survive. Whoo, man, at least we're surviving. At least our head is above water. How many understand there are times in our life when we just got to survive? We just got to keep our head above water. When you're dealing with that stressful job, you're saying, I'm, I'm just doing all I can do. I'm just trying to keep my mind right. I, I'm just trying to be a good parent. And in that, we find ourselves finding a way of escape. And the problem is, is where we escape, we think that's our reality. I get it. It's not bad intent. I, I get you're just trying to survive. But the problem is, is what ends up happening is if we are not careful in the place that we choose that we're going to escape, it very may be the same place that enslaves us. And if we're not careful, we can find ourselves trapped in the same situation that we thought was a way out. Can I talk to someone today? You see, there are people that have started taking pills for pain, for anxiety, and all kinds of things. And I'm not preaching against medication, but you hear me today. What so happens is what starts off as innocent and what starts off as something that is helpful turns to addiction. And now they can't stop taking the pills. You know why? Because they became trapped in their escape. They found a place where they could go escape, but now they're trapped in their escape. And what ends up happening is they become a slave in their escape. See, I'm I know it's quiet, but it's okay. It's okay. I want to ask you a, the same question I ask. Where do you go to escape? Where do you go to escape the pressures of life? Where are you going? Some of you in this room feel the pressure of life. You, you feel the pressure of things that are not even your fault. And I'm asking you, where do you go to escape here's the problem with pressure pressure it eventually has got to find somewhere to go right it's kind of like a balloon when you when you blow up a balloon eventually you gotta stop you know why because if you don't stop eventually the air is gonna find a place to escape and that's what some of you are going through right now you feel like you got all the pressure everything's gone your back and you don't know what to do and you're trying to find a way of escape and so the question today and I I feel like God wanted me to ask you today, where is your escape? Where is it? What are you doing? 
You see, there are marriages that are struggling and your escape has been, you know what, I'm going to go to work. And you're not necessarily doing anything wrong. You're just trying to provide for your family, right? You're just trying to do what you got to do for your family. But your marriage is struggling right now. And you keep taking overtime and overtime. Or you say, hey, preacher, are you preaching against overtime? No. Hear this, preacher. I understand you got to do what you got to do. But what happens is you spend so much time at work that now you don't even know how to communicate with your wife. And now your escape is now your entrapment. You're trapped in your escape. And work comes to you and asks you, hey, can you take more overtime? And you don't even know how to say no because you've been doing it so long. And the place that you found your escape, you are now a slave to. And you can't even communicate now with your spouse because you became trapped in your escape. You see, there are people that find their escape in all different ways. Where is your escape? You see, Jacob went to Egypt to help his family. His escape, he escaped famine, but they stayed in the escape too long and they became slaves, Brother Yusuf. It was just an escape. But what happens if you stay in your escape too long? You could become a slave. You see, there's people in this room and young people and hyphen in this room. You have tried to escape your feeling of loneliness through sex. And I need you to hear me today. If you escape your loneliness through sex, you will eventually become a slave to the thing that you escape to. And instead of seeing God through your loneliness, instead of reading the word of God, instead of understanding maybe God wants some attention from me right now, we have found a escape and now you can't stop it because you're a slave in your escape. Yeah, a slave in your escape and the very thing that you thought was your escape has now enslaved you. You see, there's people that find all different kinds of ways. Where is your escape? Where do you go? What do you do when no one's watching? That escape that you go, oh, I can't take it no more. What is it? Where is your escape? You know, some people, what they do, Sister Chavis, uh, when they feel the pressures of life, uh, they immediately start pulling themselves away. I'm, I, I feel like I'm ministering to somebody. I hope, I hope you're listening today. I know it's different, but what they do, Sister Chavis, is they pull themselves inside their bedroom, and, and then they're all by themselves. And they stop coming to church. Uh, they stop being involved. Uh, now they're depressed and lonely, uh, and they see no way out. Uh, and you know why? Uh, because they came a slave in their experience escape and they thought they could just go to their room and escape the pressure but now they can't even communicate with people because they're so depressed because they became a slave and the devil showed them the tunnel the devil said if you just go to your room right now and just stay in there for a little while eventually you'll be okay but one day came to five days came to two weeks came to three months and they still haven't been to the house of God because they became a slave in their escape where do you go to escape you see there are people that are taking sleeping pills to escape their pressures of life. 
Listen, I'm not preaching against any medication that can help you, but you hear me today. What started off as just a sleeping pill to help them sleep at night. Now they're taking the sleeping pill at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. and they're doubling up and they're tripling up. And it once started as something innocent. I'm just trying to sleep tonight, Sister Ginger. What started as something innocent now has enslaved you. And now you're trapped in your escape. God Almighty, I feel it. It may only be five people, but then God brought this preacher for you. And if it's you in this house, I'm here to tell you, you better be careful where you escape. You better be careful where you escape. Where do you go to escape? Where is it? See, as I'm talking, you know immediately. Generally, it's the place that no one knows about. You see, I can't name every escape. I can't, I can't just go through every escape, but I believe tonight, and I believe God spoke to me that when I would deliver this word, that you would immediately know what your escape is. You would immediately understand what that is. What I'm afraid is, is our escape has turned to ungodly relationships young people I'm afraid that our escape somehow has turned to alcohol I'm afraid that our escape has turned to pills and our escape has turned to isolation and our escape has turned to gossip some of your some of you guys what you do when you escape is you immediately call that friend and start gossiping because that's all you know to do and you've been doing it for so long and it used to be you just saying I'm blowing off some steam but now you're a slave and you're escaping Ain't nothing positive can come out of your mouth because you've gossiped so long that you don't know how to get out of your escape. My God, where do you go? to escape and I'll tell you what scares me and what kept me up most of the night last night I I couldn't sleep brother Tommy texted me said you at the church I said no I'm getting there late today because I was up late last night it kept me up last night because I I fear that I got young people that are escaping in the wrong place but I'm not just preaching to young people I'm preaching to mothers and fathers and grandfathers and grandmothers and aunts and uncles and you too I found a way of escape and now you're a slave to your escape a slave oh my god I wonder if someone would just lift your voice right now and pray Come on, just a minute longer. I feel some people's got the burden with me. I felt like I walked up here with the burden by myself. But I see God right now releasing the burden upon the church. Where do you go to escape? Where is it that you escape? You see, I want every parent to look at me right now. Have you ever wondered why your kids can't sit at a restaurant and stay off their phone? You see, I'm, I'm going to jump into youth pastor right now. You wonder why they sit at the restaurant and, and all they do. Have you ever looked over and seen four young people sitting at the same teb- table and never say one word? You know why? Because that phone has become their escape for way too long. Now they don't even know how to communicate. 
and now they're slaves in their escape. And sometimes they're not even doing anything. They don't know what to do. They're just doing this saying, I don't know what to do because they're a slave in their escape. Trapped in our escape. And that's what the devil wanted. He built a tunnel for you to go in music and come to remind me I need to end. That's what the devil wanted. He wanted them to be trapped. He wanted them to be trapped in their escape. And now, they don't even know what to do other than just keep their phone in their hand and their monitor in their face because they became slaves in their escape. You see, many of you in this room have found an escape in your life and it was nothing more than a survival you know when I, I want to make sure you understand when when Jacob took his sons to Egypt he wasn't trying to do anything wrong I, I, I don't want you to think that I'm just saying that they did something wrong no no it was a type of survival they were trying to survive it was famine in the land and there was food. They went to Goshen. They, they, they went over there to Goshen and they got to eat of all the land. And why some people struggled, they didn't have to struggle. But I just wondered, I, I just asked, I, it, literally last night, Sister Ginger, I asked myself this question. I said, I wonder if Jacob would have went to Egypt. If he would have known that they would become slaves in Egypt. I wonder. I wonder if the survival would have been there if he would have known that their firstborn child would have been killed. Oh, we're just having fun eating. We're at Goshen. We, we got it all here. We can eat of all the land. We got it all. And why they're having fun. Do you realize the people that are feeding you on Sunday are about to beat you on Monday? My God. The same people, Brother Stewart, that was feeding them would be the same people that they would be slaves to. You better be careful what you're feeding on. Oh, you better be careful what you're feeding on. Are you feeding on the Word of God? What are you feeding on? Because if you're not careful, the same thing that you went to escape might be the same thing that will trap you oh my god the truth is there are some opportunities the devil will open up for you he's gonna do it because it feels like a good escape it feels like the right thing to do but the enemy's ultimate plan is to entrap you. So when I ask the simple question, where's your escape? It's something that you need to answer today because you might be free today in the church, but depending on where your escape is, you may be bound in bondage tomorrow. Israel went to Goshen. They were eating good. Everything was good. Everything was fine. They had it all. They got the prime rib. They had it all. Life is awesome. Sin is good for a little while. Until you become a slave to sin. 
And if you believe that I can just do it for now and I'll stop, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Because sin wants more. The body wants more and more. You hear me, young person. It's not I'm going to do this now and I'll stop tomorrow. But you better be careful because you might be a slave to the very thing that you think you're going to stop tomorrow. Yeah. Stand with me. This will remind me. I'm sorry. I'm going too long. In Oklahoma, they build shelters behind their houses because of all the tornadoes that come. They're underground. I worked in Oklahoma, Brother Roger, for, for a little bit of time, and I'd be out at houses, and I look behind, and there's this this door that's underground. I'm like, what is that? Like, oh, that's our shelter. So they open that door and they get in their shelter. If a tornado siren comes out, that's where they protect themselves. There was one man that moved to to Oklahoma. Pastor Stewart, he, he moved to Oklahoma and he bought a house and it already had the shelter in the back. And so what he did, he, he said that each and every day he started to build a fear, Brother Desmond, that he would be trapped inside of the shelter. He said, I built this fear. He said, I just wake up like, man, if the tornado comes and I get in there and what if all these trees fall down and I get trapped inside the shelter? He was scared. He said, I just, it just become this, this, this fear that I thought about. That I don't know if I could go in there because what if I get trapped inside? See, one day on his way to work, the tornado sirens started going off and he rushed home and He ran to the back of his house, Brother Tommy. Guess what he found? A tree had already fallen. And it was blocking his entrance into his shelter. Did you just get that? He built a fear that he was going to get trapped inside. But really, Brother Desmond, he should have been fearful that he would get trapped outside. Oh. You see, you better be careful where you escape because I would be more fearful that I'd not get trapped in the church. (laughs) But if it was me, I'd be more fearful that I'm going to get trapped outside of the church. And you say, Pastor John, what do you mean? Are you going to lock the doors on us because you don't know? No, no, no. We're not going to lock the doors on you. The doors are always open. But you hear this youth pastor who sat on the couch with a mother who was bawling because her child is no longer here. And she said, Pastor John, I told him to go back to church. She said, I tried, I tried to get him back to church. She said, but he said, I just could not go. And I got in the car with my wife. Tears began to flow down my face. And I was mad. I took it personal. I was like, why would he not come back? He knows I love him. He knows I would do anything for him. I was there for him for so long. Why would he do that? You know why? The God told me it was not you. It was him. He was trapped in his escape. The place that he went to escape. He couldn't come back into the church. He 
you better be careful where you escape. You better be careful. Oh, shout out of all I'm here to tell you today, you may become a slave in your escape. I wonder, would you just raise your hands right now? Would somebody begin to talk to God right now? Come on, would somebody lift their voice? Come on, would somebody lift your voice? Would somebody lift your voice? I have some more to say, but I'm going to end right now. I just want to remind you what, what, what Paul said to the church. He said, listen, there is some people that can be bound and got some things going up, but God will make a way of escape for me. I'm here to tell you God can make your escape. But you got to get up and walk in God's escape. you got to run out of that tunnel that the devil got you in because there's no exit on the other side. But I'm wondering, would somebody run through this halter and say, God, make an escape for me. God, I want to be here. God, I don't want to be trapped outside the church. But i got to be in the church. Trapped. And my escape is not an option for me, God. Come on, I pray that you would fill this altar right now. Would some people have escaped in some areas that nobody knows about? I can see it right now. God is opening up a way of escape. God is opening up your escape. God is there for you. I'm going to end with this. This is what happened to the children of Israel. God sent a man and a man said, let my people go. And I felt this so strongly last night that God brought me as the preacher, as the man of God today. And I'm going to pray over you. And I'm believing that the chains are going to fall. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that depression would fall off of you in the name of Jesus. rebuke anxiety and I bind it in the name of Jesus Satan let my people go I rebuke panic attacks in the name of Jesus Satan let my people go I bind everything that is in this room from the front to the back. I bind it and I cast it in the outer darkness. Let my people go. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. 
God bless and have a great rest of your day.